The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. It's not every day that you meet a 16-year-old as well-spoken as Colton. On today's show, we talk to Colton Sheets and his parents. Colton is a 16-year-old who attends Rockville High School where he's a junior. He has maintained a grade point average that's higher than 4.0. He's not your average teen. Colton survived cancer three times. He's also a bone marrow transplant recipient. Colton's parents, Jennifer and Tim Sheets, helped to keep Colton positive throughout all the treatment and throughout all the times that he was told and his parents were told he had beat it, only to find out later it had returned. Thanks to his parents keeping him positive, Colton looks back at the times that he did go through treatment, all before he was nine years old, and says he didn't know how big of an issue it really was, how big of a battle he was really in the middle of because of, again, his parents keeping him positive. Well, I was young at the time, so I wasn't fully aware of the scope of my situation. It's not every day that you meet a 16-year-old as well-spoken as Colton. It's also not every day you meet a 16-year-old who survived cancer three times after his parents were told on three different occasions he had beat it, only to find out later it was back. Jennifer Sheets, the mother of Colton Sheets, told us, I say this so many times that my closest friends and family hear me say it, and you know when you hear someone say something so much, it becomes a numb thing to hear them say, but it's never less impactful every time I say this to somebody. I always say, if you think that getting a cancer diagnosis for your kid is bad once, get it three times. And when you think you've beat it once, get it another time, and then another time. And then the craziest thing is you can't fight it for them. They have to fight it for themselves. Being a parent, I personally can't imagine even being told once your child has cancer. But three times? And giving that false hope on at least three different occasions that he's going to be okay? So how do you battle that? I mean, you have no how many times that Tim and I, my husband Tim, and I would be everything's okay and motivating to him and, you know, go in the bathroom and shut the door and be in the fetal position because it was something that just felt like you couldn't even take another step forward. So, you know, I prayed a lot. I asked God to put one step in front of the other every single time. And I think that I knew that he and so did my husband, we both did, we knew that he had to see strength in us. So I asked Colton's mom, Jennifer, how in the world did they show strength at a time that was not only so stressful, but also was so scary? And I'm sure at times her and her husband, Tim, were filled with anger, sadness, hopelessness, and desperation for their son, who at the time was under the age of nine, was going through this horrific battle in the very core of his body, bone marrow. So how do you go up against something like this? Because I'm sure there's other parents out there, grandparents, who will listen to your story and maybe learn something from it and how there is light at the end. So Jennifer, tell us more about how you and your husband, Tim, 
were able to stay strong for Colton throughout this entire process. So my husband did the best job ever. He he was always into video games, so he explained it as, you know, that there is a, um, a bunch of bad soldiers in your body, and we have to find the general. And when we take the general out, then it will kill all the bad soldiers, and you'll be better again. And it was the way he started to describe things to him that he could relate to that helped us overcome. And you just take it day by day. You can't, you can't think of three months down the road, you can't think of the next day really you just have to take your moments jennifer's husband tim sheets explained to his son colton that a lot of the treatments he was going through at the time were similar to the video games that colton loved so much and the different levels of treatment that he had to go through the different times he had to be in the hospital were different levels of the game and tim explained to colton that he had to continue playing and be strong and know that he can beat it tim told us this. The hardest thing is when they're young. You can't tell them the truth. So I had to come up with clever things like a game, you know, like Call of Duty was his big thing. So I had to make it into a game and he never knew the finality that it could have had. He just thought it was a game. He was to come out on the other end as a superhero. So the hardest thing is the communication and, and keep him positive and surround yourself with positive people. And just like your wife was saying about how you were telling him, your son, that soldiers are going in there to fight and there's a general in there who's going to make everything right who's going to help win the battle yep i was saying like the medicines going in were our generals and he had a real five-star general that was the enemy that was directing the enemy forces and that's why it kept coming back and every time we had we had a better trained general going in there so every time he relapsed okay now we're bringing in the five-star now we're bringing the six-star general we're going to get him this time and uh, he played long, and I don't know if you ever figured it out. We kept him in a bubble. We, you know, not only did you have to isolate him from the disease, you had to isolate him from the truth and the negativity that could come to somebody. Because you don't want some kid saying something to him that you've been guarding him from. So I think the biggest thing with his, he never knew. He always stayed positive. He never knew what could actually happen, even though we did. And I always told my wife, you never know how strong you are until your strength's all you have left. Tell me the different types of cancer he had over the years so he he just had one it was ALL leukemia he relapsed three times so we almost thought that it was a disease stem cell itself and there's a stem cell that was kicking him out bad in the first place so no matter how much chemo he got that stem cell would live through it until they actually did the whole the radiation thing to get rid of it all so he only had one but it was it was a stubborn thing most of the treatment was done at Vanderbilt right yeah most of it was done at Vanderbilt and then at Seattle for six months that was the most grueling of all of them we had a couple life and deaths right there Colton Sheets who's a junior today at Rockville High School survived he kept pushing forward his parents Jennifer and Tim Sheets were his strongest cheerleaders who helped him through this entire process his dad Tim said that one of the most grueling treatments took place at the Seattle Children's Hospital in Seattle, Washington. And it was one of the hardest days, and he remembered clearly going out to his car to warm it up because he was about to take Colton home. But the experience he had when he got to his car kind of highlights how sometimes things that seem bigger than what they are are so small when you look at the entire picture. Things that some folks go through or come up against in life are tiny compared to that battle of cancer when you're standing by your son's side and helping him through that battle. Normally, when somebody gets robbed or your car gets broken into and you walk up on somebody who is more than likely on drugs, breaking into your car right there in front of your face, you turn around, walk the other way, and call the police. 
Believe it or not, that is exactly what happened after one of the major treatments occurred at the Seattle Children's Hospital. Colton's dad, Tim, was walking out to the car to get it warmed up so that he could take Colton home after all the treatments. The, the night that we had the real life death, we, when I walked down to the parking garage, our car was getting robbed, so I had to throw a robber out of the car, and uh, strength's all you got left. Nothing scared me that night. So you actually went up against somebody breaking into your car, trying to rob you. Yeah, so I walked down there in his wheelchair. He's bleeding all over the place from everything that happened. I saw a guy in my car, I said, not today, he reached in there. Threw him out, put Colton in, drove off, and uh, yeah, that was a night right there. Did you even bother calling police, or were you just ready no, to go? I didn't even care. I told my wife about it. I said, there's a guy down there. That's after, you know, if we got in there and got everything. They had two bags of uh, plasma and everything else going into him. I didn't ask him any questions. When you're at the bottom sometimes, you know, you're going through this whole thing with your son getting treatment, and then you get hit with somebody trying to steal from you. Yeah, yep, puts it all in perspective, but that time was that that big of a deal to him i just he was all that mattered and and uh that that night could have turned out a lot worse and it, it, luckily it worked out for us in hindsight while colton didn't say it to me personally you could see it in his face as colton's dad tim described what happened on the day that colton checked out of the hospital and went home after all the treatment colton's dead tim is one of his heroes Colton's mom and dad are some of the strongest folks I've ever met and the most positive. I asked Tim how he had to go about disguising his worry, his fears, in order to keep his son strong and positive. I say of all the people, the three of us, he was always the strongest. And what would you say to another father out there? Because it, it's, it's got to be, while I know it's tough for a mom, it's got to be just as tough for a dad, especially because you're the one who's supposed to be tough. I made sure I was tough around him. She saw me vulnerable. And I would just say, just be tough. And for your kid, it's okay to cry, because you're gonna cry a lot. When you're around your son, be as strong as you can in front of them. Just like I say, like we always said, the main thing is, is surround yourself with positive people. Yes. It keeps your brain right and, and hope, hope alive. Colton is now seven years post-transplant. In looking back to that bone marrow transplant that took place, it worked. I then talked to Colton a little more about what he remembered. Talk about how hard it was on you and what were some of the things that you do recall. There are plenty of instances I can recall, some of them being accidents like a needle getting inked out and giving me a, a scab or a doctor who was not very good at his job prodding that uh, said needle into my chest for two hours. However, one treatment that stuck out to me would be radiation treatment. And I believe I was supposed to be asleep throughout these treatments. However, I remained awake through the full process. And it was very uncomfortable being strapped into a machine, radiation being blasted on you, uh, fully conscious, and hearing a beeping and feeling very, very weird, and having to undergo it three separate times. Each one failed to put me to sleep. It sucked. I, I bet you met a lot of uh, a lot of different people though throughout that entire process. Probably some doctors and some nurses who made you feel much better than maybe what you were feeling. Oh yes, there was one nurse that I can recall, and she was able to make the 
needle process much more bearable. In fact, a bunch of kids in the hospital called her the needle ninja because she she was so good at using the needle. Everyone would want her to put the needles in because whenever she did it, everyone felt little to no pain compared to all the other doctors who were mediocre at it and moderate pain was felt. She made the experience much more bearable. Again, one of the nurses was nicknamed the needle ninja. Why? Because she was able to put the needle in in such a way that Colton and others who were going through similar treatment at the time, all kids, that they couldn't even feel the needle going in. So that's why she got the nickname of the Needle Ninja. I know Seattle, Washington was one of the places you went for treatment. What are some of the other hospitals you were in and out of throughout your treatment process? The Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. We didn't really go to any other hospitals for treatment outside of the Seattle hospital where we had to go to. Yeah, other than that, uh, those are the two hospitals we went to for this. He is doing so much better today. Currently a junior at Rockville High School here in Rutherford County, he maintains a grade point average that's over a 4.0. His classes include AP and Advanced Honors classes, so they're not your typical everyday classes. The young man has also been a member of the Robotics Club, Student Council, National English Honor Society, and the National Society of High School Scholars. He makes the most out of life every single day. Plus, he also makes time for the typical teenager video games. Colton, at 16 and a three-time cancer survivor, has also served as MTSU's honorary football captain for the past seven years. Keep in mind, he is seven years post-transplant from that bone marrow transplant. So it has been a very positive seven years for young Colton. By the way, Colton's nomination for the MTSU honorary football captain was based upon his strong academic record and his interest in the field of aerospace and aviation, which is something that MTSU specializes in. Most recently, Colton has been nominated to take part in an unparalleled experience through Rice University's partnership and collaborations with NASA and Space Center Houston in Houston, Texas. This is a 12-day program that will include multi-phase rocket design, simulated flight training, better understanding satellite systems and launching satellites into outer space and the operation of satellites and then getting the information back from outer space from the satellites to find out what those satellites have seen and how many times they've orbited. In Texas during this 12-day period he's also going to learn all about aerodynamics, rocket launching, and take part in the rocket challenge plus a whole lot more. I was very interested in technology, so I figured that um, checking out the TIC Robotics Club would be a great way to start uh, my interest in robotics and eventually get into looking at aerospace engineering and what fields they would offer. In looking at aerospace engineering, what were some of the things that stood out to you? Was it the design process of the actual airplanes or maybe it's rockets or was it the engine side of things? Uh, what interested me the most about it is being able to look into the process of building ro rockets and helping in constructing the rocket 
and I would very much like to see what I can do, what fields and specific skill sets would be the best to take part in creating that rocket that I would be most interested in efficient in. And of course, you being 16, you have seen some massive changes over those 16 years. Probably over the last five to six years, you've seen massive changes in aerospace and in the aerospace industry. I mean, everything from people being able to fly to outer space at the commercial level. So I guess what has kind of piqued your curiosity in recent years that maybe you didn't expect to see? I'd say that technology is advancing to the point where we are able to take rockets and satellites further beyond in our solar system where we're able to reach new planets such as Mars, uh, where we can send rovers and investigate. And so with technology advancing, I'm very eager to see how far it can advance and how far we can reach into space and investigate new planets and potentially even be able to make it outside of our solar system or better yet galaxy. I think it's possible. This 12-day program that he'll be attending through Rice University in Texas is a program where they hand-select different students across the nation to be a part of it. Of course, your grades have to be up to par, but you also have to have an interest, like Colton does, in aerospace engineering. The program is through Envision by World Strides, and it empowers extraordinary students to become their best selves through programs like this that enable them to discover their true passion, explore a career, for Colton could be a career at NASA, and how their mind and their thoughts and how their creativity and their knowledge could possibly impact the world in a positive way. I asked Colton what he would say to another kid who just recently got a diagnosis themselves that may have been similar to what Colton had. Yeah, so if you ran across uh, another kid who was about to go through some type of cancer treatment, leukemia treatment, or uh, just got a diagnosis that they're not very familiar with, they never heard of, what would you tell that child? I would tell them to stay calm, stay strong, and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And as long as you have the determination and willpower to see it through, you'll definitely be able to get to the other side. With wisdom like that, I'm sure you're going to go very far. So I'm curious, where do you think you got that wisdom from? Um, well, I had a lot of time to think to myself, being confined to hospital beds for weeks and months, that I suppose I matured more rapidly uh, than I would if I was not diagnosed. And so having all that time to think and process really influenced how I think today. You said you had a lot of time to, to do research, to read, to watch TV, to play video games, all that stuff. Were there any books or movies that helped you through some of this? Probably. I can't think many off the top of my head. However, they were way movies during that time that I found very entertaining, as well as books. Uh, I think a couple books I can recall is Endy's Game and The Giving. Those ones were very entertaining and helped kept me occupied during the time. For any parent out there listening to this who may have a child who is about to start some type of treatment for cancer, for leukemia, for anything that is maybe scary, what would you tell those parents? that they need to have faith 
and do not panic and do not overthink and that they will be a time when it all goes away and you will not need to worry about it anymore so just stay strong and keep calm make sure that your child feels motivated or reassured that they will get through it i then went back to jennifer sheets colton's mom and asked her about receiving the news of him getting through treatment only to be re-diagnosed getting three different diagnoses and then at the same time hearing probably three or four different times hey we think we got everything it's going to be okay and then the flip side hearing it's not how do you how does your mind go up against that i mean because that's got to be you hear something that you're excited about then you hear something that's devastating right after it it brings you to your absolute knees and the last time he went he was getting his port out and he had been in remission the whole time and then they came in to tell me he thought that was the last time that third well second almost the third time because that's when he got diagnosed the third time that it all come back and I couldn't even breathe I couldn't even I mean they had to bring me a bag sit me down it took me two hours to call my husband because I was the one there with him in the hospital and I, I just there's no words to describe it it's an actual hell and I have a pastor who comes to the house and she would even say that's an adequate word for it because that's surely sheer terror because you can't like I said you can't fight it for him and every time we went somewhere we didn't know if we were bringing him home we just did not know and the the transplant part was the scariest thing of everything that we ever did and tell us more about that transplant because it was a bone marrow transplant is that right it was a state-of-the-art new kind of bone marrow transplant and I wish someday someone would do a story on this and I would talk to the ends of the earth about it because uh, women when they have babies they either bank their cord blood or it's used as medical waste but what they don't realize there's an option to sign it to donate and um, Dr. Kim Delaney out of Fred Hutch Cancer Center in Seattle came up with a way of a double cord transplant so most people when they do bone marrow transplants it's a it's a time-sensitive thing right if you don't find that match right um, then you're either out of luck or whatever but what she did was figure out a way to bank cord blood baby's cord blood the most pure cells that there are that have the most antibodies to fight things and then you could put them on a shelf so someone that didn't find a bone marrow match they could shelf it and they could find a match from 10 years ago that would keep them alive and the reason why they do two cord bloods it's like two for the price of one it's two mismatches to try to get one to take the diseased stem cell out at the same time so that you have double the chance of making it happen so we went to do a double cord blood but the craziest part about that is that we were in countdown he was in radiation and he's not kidding drill your head down to the thing you hear the drill go down and I'm talking about us like vomiting in a bathroom every single day not knowing if he's gonna wake up drilling your head down and then we're halfway through countdown and he's at lifelong radiation and lifelong chemo and they tell us one of the bags cracked so we were only gonna get one cord not two I told them I said you came up with two before we came all the way to Seattle you come up with two now by five o'clock that day dr. Delaney had one we went out the the amazing God part about it all. 15 days after he engrafted, they did a chimerism report, which tells which cord blood engrafted, and the one that saved him was the replacement bag. What would you tell a parent if their child got this diagnosis or a diagnosis similar to one of the diagnoses that your son received? 
Well, after you, <laughs> there's no way to prepare you for it, but I will say this, you have to do your homework and you have to go to battle for them because as smart and amazing and wonderful as every doctor and nurse and research person is, they don't have access to everything. And one of the things that saved his life in Seattle was a parent page I was on, on Facebook that was a bone marrow transplant page. And we thought we were going to lose him and they couldn't come up with anything to fix what was going on with him. And I got on that page and there was a gentleman in London whose kid was going through the same thing in post transplant and told me something and I told the doctors and they tried it and it worked so I'm saying that you have to trust your gut you're always right we used to watch the levels they would run chemo on a machine and take pictures of it you have to be involved and you can't shrink in the corner because you have to be their advocate because they can't fight for themselves that was Jennifer Sheets Colton's mom by the way we met with them at the Shelbyville Municipal Airport. And the reason why we picked that location to meet is obviously because Colton has a love for aviation. Not only that, the Shelbyville Airport is the future home of the MTSU Aerospace Program and their flight division. So it seemed like an appropriate place to meet. We recorded the interview inside one of the hangars that was filled with airplanes and Colton absolutely loved each and every plane even picking out two that he liked the most one an older bonanza six-seater it was pretty cool and amazing too right now that time 847 we'll wrap up this interview in just a second right after this short break again you're listening to WGNS and we're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios Middle Tennessee Electric Supplying power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. Middle Tennessee Electric, serving to make life better since 1936. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Again, the time right now, 8.47 on this Friday morning, today, the 20th of January. The temperature outside continues to be cold, especially when compared to the temperature yesterday when we reached a high of about 70 degrees. Right now in Rutherford County, the temperature is holding at 39. Today, the high is only going to reach 45 degrees. And today, we'll see some winds out of the northwest between 5 and 10 miles per hour. For tonight, the low will go down to 27 degrees under mainly clear skies. Winds up to 10 miles per hour this evening. For Saturday, the high is at 50 degrees, and you'll see a mix of clouds and sunshine all throughout the day tomorrow. Again, Saturday, winds blowing in from the northeast at about 5 miles per hour throughout the day tomorrow. Then for Sunday, the high will reach 49, the low down to 33 with a 75% chance of rain again on Sunday. Once more that time, 849. You're tuned to WGNS on this beautiful Friday morning. Stay with us. We do have more to come. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come in and do business with my family. As the weather gets worse and we spend more time indoors, give your pets additional enrichment. Here at Animal City, we carry a variety of toys and entertainment for pets of most kinds. 
When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. It is 8.51 on this Friday morning. Well, earlier in the morning, we gave away the Slick Pig Barbecue birthday winner, banana pudding. And the winner this morning of that homemade banana pudding, compliments of Slick Pig, was 65-year-old Bertha Johnson. Her name was called in by her sisters, brothers, friends, family, and also the Webb Grove Birthday Circle. Again, our birthday winner from Slick Pig Barbecue this morning was 65-year-old Bertha Johnson. Our WGNS Good Neighbor of the Day for today, Friday, January 20th, was Rachel Wilbanks. Rachel was nominated for always taking the time from her busy day to check on friends and family. Rachel Wilbanks will receive flowers today from Jenny Harrison and the entire staff at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Ryan Flowers is in downtown Murfreesboro at 117 South Academy Street. If you'd like to nominate our next good neighbor, all you have to do is go to WGNSRadio.com forward slash good neighbor and tell us all about that proposed recipient who you think should be good neighbor of the day. Again, time right now, 8.52 on this Friday morning, today the 20th of January. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. This morning's Action Line includes guest Colton Sheets and then also his mom and dad, Tim Sheets, his father, Jennifer Sheets, his mother. Colton Sheets this summer is going to be able to attend a special program in Houston, Texas. Colton, who attends Rockville High School, where he is a junior, he's 16 years of age, was chosen to be a part of this special experience called the Aerospace and Aviation Academy through Rice University in Houston, Texas. Uh, Rice University Aerospace and Aviation Academy is one of the Envision by World Strides family of programs that enables students to explore their interest and experience learning beyond the classroom, including launching a satellite at the Space Center in Houston. Colton Sheets is a three-time cancer survivor and bone marrow transplant recipient. Colton was diagnosed with leukemia between the ages of three and four. He relapsed two additional times before having to travel to Seattle Children's Hospital in Seattle, Washington, 
where he had and underwent state-of-the-art care through a brand-new bone marrow transplant program. It was brand-new at the time, and up until the sixth grade, Colton had to be homeschooled through a virtual academy. Why? Because of the toll that the chemotherapy, the radiation, and all the surgeries took on him. Today, he is seven years post-transplant and again as a junior at Rockville High School. Currently, Colton is maintaining over a 4.0 GPA at Rockville that does include AP courses and advanced honors classes. The young man has also been a member of the Tennessee Robotics, their club, the Student Council, National English Honor Society, and the National Society of High School Scholars. In addition to the extracurricular activities, Colton has served as the MTSU honorary football captain for the past seven years. Colton's nomination to that program was based upon his strong academic record and interest in the fields of aerospace and aviation. Today, the Rockville student plans to enter into the field of aerospace engineering and computer sciences. Needless to say, he is beyond ecstatic to attend this program in Texas as it encompasses all that he is interested in and provides an unparalleled experience through Rice University's partnership and collaborations with NASA and Space Center Houston. This is a 12-day program that he will do this coming summer that includes rocket design, studying airfields and flight training, satellite systems and actually launching a satellite into outer space, and also operations within aerodynamics and rocketry, and much more. Now, for over 35 years, Envisioned by World Strides has empowered extraordinary students like Colton to become their best selves through programs that help them enable and discover what their passion truly is and what work field they may want to go into upon graduation from college, which, of course, is in Colton's future. Time right now, 8.55, and uh, we'll wrap up this morning's segment with Colton and his family with this. I know you've got a bright future ahead of you, and you're going to be, I guess, headed to the Houston, Texas area, and you're going to be starting a new point in your education. So tell us a little bit about that and what got you interested in Rice University? Yeah, I intend to stay invested in my education and see how far I could expand my skill set. And the Rice facility, I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to introduce myself to aerospace and the process it takes to create a rocket because the activities and skill sets that are being offered there are absolutely perfect and very much interest me. Talk a little bit about your life because you've been through a lot of struggles, probably more than most people who are even 40 or 50 years of age. So talk a little bit about that and what got you through all the hard times. Well, obviously it wasn't easy. I had to go through many treatments and anguish. However, I just felt need to keep going. I wasn't going to let whatever was killing me stop me from pursuing my dreams. And I planned on living past the age of 10 by the time I had my bone marrow transplant. And so I plan on continuing and 
figure out where I would best fit in in society and a workplace. Would it be safe to say that some of your dreams kept you going? Certainly. And what are some of the things that you thought of or kind of reflected on during, let's say, when you were seven, eight years old, during the times that you were in and out of hospitals? What were some of the things that you were thinking about? Well, I was young at the time, so I wasn't fully aware of the scope of my situation. However, I figured that, you know, it was just a um, regular routine, and eventually I'll be able to go out of it and be able to get past it and won't having to have a two-inch needles put in my chest anymore, which I was very much looking forward to. Again, this morning, we were talking to Colton Sheets and also his parents, Jennifer and Tim Sheets, about some of the things he went through with his cancer diagnosis and all the treatments that he had to undergo, not only at Vanderbilt Medical Center, at the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, but also the Seattle Children's Hospital in Seattle, Washington. We will post the podcast of this show on our website in just a little while. Time again right now, 8.59, and you're tuned to WGNS once more on this Friday morning, today, the 20th of January. The temperature outside right now is holding at about 39 degrees, and that's going to do it for this morning's show. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clearer skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRIZZY to learn more. They have wonderful people who work here. Terry Deal, who was over in Independent. Terry was out there with her two little girls picking up limbs, and I thought, that's not part of her job. She's over it. But she, that's the way she is. And that's what I found that so many of the people who work here, they go above and beyond of what their job is. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. <laughs> 